All right. So I thought I would share this with y'all because it's been a frustrating part of my everyday life, and I'm sure everybody else in the city of Toronto is experiencing the same kind of frustration I experience. And it's caused motherfucking traffic. Like, holy shit. You cannot get from one end of the damn city to another without sitting in some type of stupid-ass traffic. And honestly, it don't matter how early, how early you leave, man. No matter when you leave. I'm on the road right now. This is why I'm doing this, man. Because I'm cheesing. I'm cussing at everything on the road right now. And why is it people can't drive in Toronto? Like, this is irritating. This is fucking irritating. And how long has this been going on for? Like, holy shit. Personally, I've been dealing with traffic for years. I live in fucking Eglinton West. So you can imagine what it's like to try to get on the Allen Road for years. When I say, I mean years, man. Years to where you got to cut down side streets to try to get, you know, anywhere fast. This is ridiculous, man. Like, who's who's managing the city? Who's in charge of all these projects and construction going on? Who's in charge of, like, the infrastructure of this city? It seems like people have titles, but ain't no one doing nothing. Like, why is it such a major clusterfuck trying to drive through the damn city? At any given time. I'm supposed to be somewhere for at least 7.30. I got to pick up my daughter at 7 o'clock. I've been on the highway since 5.45. It's damn near 6.30. I'm still on the damn highway. On a normal on a normal good day, I guess when, whenever there ain't traffic, I shouldn't say normal good day. If I'm driving, let's say early, early in the morning, maybe late at night when there's like nothing happening on the road, it's legit like a what? 20, 25 minute drive. Right now, it's almost 6.30. I get it, it's rush hour, but yo, construction has to play a part in this. And we should not have traffic like this all fucking day. I could be out in the middle of the damn day, and you still got traffic. Why? Like, what the hell is going on? Holy shit. I just had to vent, man. I, I need to vent that out, yo. Like, I'm sure everybody else... Especially if you got to drive from one end of the city to another. And not even that. If you, if you just got to drive downtown, maybe like a 10-minute drive south or wherever you live, east, west, wherever, you still get stuck in some type of traffic based on construction or just some fuck shit. Like Toronto's turned into a big clusterfuck. And God forbid you want to take the damn TTC. TTC stands for take the car, but not that don't even apply because you take the car, you're fucked. You take the TTC, you're fucking, you're fucked without lube. This is ridiculous. Oh, man. I'm cheesing right now. You don't even understand. Fuck. And if y'all can count how many F-bombs I've dropped, please let me know. But this is fucking ridiculous. And I guess since I'm here, sitting in traffic doing shit all... I might as well talk about what I want to talk about on my other podcast. But let's talk about 
Takashi Snitch Nine. Or for some of his fans will call him Six Nine, but most of us call him Snitch Nine. Let me tell you about this kid. Since I'm all heated and everything, I got the right, I got the right energy and temperature right now to talk about this. So when this kid first came out, when I first heard about him, this girl told me about him. She said, "Oh, you heard of Takashi Six Nine? I was like, "What the hell is that? An anime? A new video game?" She said, "Nah, some new rapper guy with like colorful rainbow hair, or whatever." I'm like, "All right, cool." I got home and I YouTubed him, and I was like, "What the fuck is this?" Where's this guy from? What does he rap about? I listened to like 30 seconds of his song and I was like, nah, this ain't cool. Why is this guy trending? Like, why, why is everyone talking about this guy? Then I saw some interviews and I understood why he was trending. This little fucking monkey's telling everybody to suck his dick. Come test my gangster. Suck my dick. Shouting out blood gang and everything. I'm like, yo. And he was saying he's from New York. So monk. So first and foremost, when I heard he's from New York and he's telling everybody to suck his dick and he's a gang member, first thing I said was, yo, who the fuck is co-signing this shit from New York? This is shit I could see being co-signed in like Atlanta, maybe, you know, some somewhere where everything is kind of like funky and, you know, rainbow color here might be okay. So I, I'm, I'm hearing this kid is from New York and he's like, like, in the hood, telling people suck his dick and this and that. Right away, I knew something was fishy. I'm like, I grew up on 90s hip-hop. I know how New York niggas get down. Biggie was one of my favorite artists of all time. He's from New York. DMX is from Yonkers. That's another one of my favorite artists. Method Man, Woot, like, all these guys, Nas. Mob Deep, Nori, Capone with full Capone in there. Like, there's a lot of, like, thorough dudes from New York. Stack Bundles, 50 Cent. Lloyd Banks G. Like, a lot of thorough dudes from New York. Dipset. Now, I shouldn't say Dipset because Cameron did rock the pink shit, but he was still thorough. He was still thorough. And he ain't never been out there telling anyone to suck his dick and test my gangster, none of that shit. But this little kid, this little like five foot three inch kid telling everybody to suck his dick and all that good shit. And no one, no, no one was pressing him. Nobody was pressing him, which to me, again, it was fishy. So when I say it was fishy, I was like, and if within my circle of people, I was already saying, yo, this, this guy has to be a fucking industry plant. Like, initially, I didn't say he was a plant because of, you know, any fed business or any informer business or whatever. But I just said industry plant in terms of, yo, how can we milk the music industry and exploit it for what it is? Best way is to throw some rainbow color here, dude, talking all this gangster shit, and everyone's going to, you know, make it go viral, ride with them, and then we'll make the hip-hop culture just look fucking stupid, discredit every thorough artist in the in the music business, every real artist in the business, and at the same time, we'll make a whole shitload of money. We'll get the bag. That's a new term they use. We'll get the fucking bag. So that's the, that's the way I thought he was a plan. I'm like, yo, they're using this guy as a gimmick to see if it works in hip-hop, which it did. Now... 
I guess a couple people started testing this gangster at some point. Started, you know, telling him, yo, come out here. If you, if you, if you gangster come out here, we'll test your gangster and da-da-da-da-da. Which he did the infamous video in Chirac, Chicago, for those who don't know. He went out to Chirac. Now, when I saw that video, I was like, yeah, this nigga's working for the fucking feds, yo. Because ain't no way a rainbow color hair do. He's going to tell everybody to suck his dick. Tell some gangsters in Chicago, suck my dick. I'll come to your hometown, blah, 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 test my gangster. And he does it. Now, mind you, he did it like some odd hours of the of the morning when nobody was out. And who knows if he had like an entourage of like, you know, cops or feds, whatever you want to say, protecting him while he was down there, holding him down. I don't know. But the fact that he went out there and he had the balls to do so when a lot of, like, again, several real gangster dudes, whether they're from New York, L.A., Midwest, wherever, a lot of dudes will never talk shit about Chicago and then just roll up there. Even if they didn't talk shit, niggas just don't roll through Chicago. You don't roll through certain places without some type of accommodation. Whether it be accommodation from the OGs from that from that area or paid police. And Lord knows he ain't got no OGs out there. So as soon as I saw that, I was like, this kid is a fucking full-out industry plant by the feds. That's when I started saying, okay, there's something funny going on here. And then fast forward to when he starts distancing himself from, from Treyway, the gang that he's, I guess, supporting or they're supporting him. When he starts distancing himself, when he starts, uh, when, when he got kidnapped, that's when I said, okay, something is fucking up, yo. Something is up. And lo and behold, he essentially is working with the people and he's bringing down a whole ton of gang members that he was quote-unquote affiliated with or a member of, whatever you want to call it. Now, I'm going to segue into my my next point that I want to make that ties into this whole snitch nine business is why was he able to fucking be cool with all these gang members with all this rainbow hair antics and I forgot his 6969 tattoos he has all over his body, which is a fucking huge gimmick. No real thorough OGs or no real thorough gangs or gang members or anything. I'm not a gang member. I'm just saying I'm, I've been around shit, so I know, like, what is allowed and what's not. And even me being a dude that's not even gang member or gang affiliated, I've known some people involved in gangs and street life shit, and they wouldn't even put me on on put me up on shit. As as much as I've lived in the hood and all that stuff and I, you know, dabbled in little street stuff, I wasn't I wasn't full full out into that whole street street business. So but certain street dudes wouldn't allow you in because you weren't part of that world fully. So for these guys to let them in, that's where I'm like, this is the problem with the black community and the hip hop culture. Is that we're so quick we are so quick to co-sign any motherfucker 
that will put some bread in our pocket. And maybe not some bread. Sorry. Maybe not some bread. Like a good amount of bread in our pocket. And if you can make us famous, we'll ride with that. And we'll justify by saying, yo, I'm all about the money. Or as they say nowadays, yo, I'm just chasing that bag. You know what I mean? I'm just chasing that bag. And this is what's got us all fucked up in the position we're in right now as black people and as a hip-hop culture is that people with money that aren't part of our current culture look at it and say, yo, we can fuck with these people easily. Because you can't do this with rock and roll. You can't do this with fucking... with country music. You can barely do it with pop. Because they know their worth. They know how to keep things internal. They know how to, you know, build generational wealth. And that's not by bringing in outsiders, letting them see everything you do just because you're making money off them. As hip-hop community and hip-hop culture, we shortchange ourselves, yo. And I'm saying we because I used to rap. And I still feel like I have I have great insight on the culture because I've experienced a lot of these bullshits. I've had opportunities to, you know, jump on the bag, but at the same time, it would have compromised our integrity. So we stayed away from that shit. When I say we, I mean me and my bro, we used to rap. So SH Brothers, if you ain't know, Google that shit. But we stayed away from, like, anything to do with, yo. All right, sorry, I was, uh... I received the phone call during that recording. But, fuck, where'd I leave off? Yeah, that's the problem with the hip-hop community, yo. We allow everybody... Everybody to jump into the culture. All for a bag. All because somebody... Can make us popular. All because somebody's got a little bit of money. And we can get around some girls and look hot. But look what happened. This is a prime example. This is actually isn't a prime example. This is a good example. This is like a, a major example of how it really happens. A lot of other examples are like usually behind the scenes that you don't see. But like what do y'all think about that? What? I'm at a loss for words for it, man. I'm at a loss for words for it. And I feel like it's just going to continue. This is why hip-hop is such a... It seems like it's a corny-ass culture now. Any and everybody can get into hip-hop. In terms of being a business person and make money off it. Any and everybody can get into hip-hop. In terms of being an artist nowadays. When I was coming up, when I was trying to be a rapper. If a nigga did not know you from street work. Or street affiliation or just... No one co-signed you. No one no one really cared. Nobody wanted to work with you. But now it's like, yo, you don't even need a co-sign. You just need a few views online and all these street dudes arrive with you. They'll sponsor you. I guess they'll whatever the fuck they want to do. They'll 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 ride your wave, yo. But now I've said that part of it. Now the other side I'm gonna say. Because there's always two sides to a story. Is that. 
Yes, Takashi Snitch969 is telling all these people. But I'm pretty sure initially when he got into this whole situation, he was under the impression that, you know what? As long as I'm paying these dudes and as long as, you know, they're flying out with me or, you know, I'm providing them girls, whatever they need, I'm good. I'm fine. Everything should be okay. But. There's been rumors and allegations that homeboy Shadi was smashing Takashi's baby moms, which one is a major violation of any bro code. Especially when you're getting money with the dude, you don't smash the nigga's baby moms on under under any circumstances. And two, it's a violation of fucking the gang code, the street code. You don't do that shit. That's your man's. That is your man's. So that's one reason why he may maybe felt, you know, things weren't going right. And I'm sure people were stealing money from him from some some aspect of the business. And the major one was the kidnapping. People that were part of this nine trade crew or whatever that were supposed to be cool with him kidnapped them and tried to squeeze them for more money. Now my thing is. If I ain't a street nigga, but I'm doing shit to hold y'all down or to put money in y'all pockets, and y'all get greedy and then kidnap me on some shit, why wouldn't I tell on you then? Y'all threaten my fucking life. And this is me thinking like what 6ix9ine would be thinking. This is how he probably thinking that, yo... I made I made this fucking click hot with my with my music or my popularity online and trolling all this shit. I put my life on the line and shit like that. And y'all kidnapping me and threatening me and shit. Like that's fucked up. And then there's there's wiretaps of you guys saying, yo, you wanna violate me or possibly even take me out and shit like that. What am I supposed to do in this situation now? Keep my mouth shut so that that way you guys can get me on the street where I can't get revenge because I'm not a street dude. Like, yes, I benefited from all the street antics and whatnot, but you guys know I'm not a street dude. That's why you're pressing me because you know I won't be able to do anything back to you. All I got to do is comply. But what you guys discounted was the fact that I may be working with the feds at some point. Right? So that's where I stand with the 6 9 thing. I definitely don't agree with him snitching. He knew what he was getting into. There ain't no, like, we all know this rule is that once you get into that street life, whatever you do within it is going to follow you, is going to haunt you no matter if you get out or try to get out. That's the rule. So for him to get involved... Get all these accolades, fame, popularity off the street people and even protection. He has no right to open his mouth and say anything. Even if he got kidnapped. Even if his baby moms got smashed, you brought your whole family and your whole world into that. And these are the consequences and repercussions that you must live with. I hope for his sake... He removes all those tattoos and disappears off the face of the earth and never, ever does this again. Or when I say does this, I mean like music, 
And to kind of quickly go back, one of the other things I thought this whole thing was, and I'm I'm still like maybe 50-50 on it, is that it may be so, just a whole shenanigan kind of thing for to, to build record sales for the music industry to make it look like it's back to how it was in the 90s. We're like, yo, there's some like, you know, some real shit happening, some criminal, like, you know, that's how I feel about it. Oh, and I guess maybe I shouldn't even finish that. I totally skipped over some of the major points I wanted to talk about the Kakashi thing. So, you have all these news outlets and blogs now basically, you know, going against Takashi, saying, oh, man, no one should work with him and blah, blah, blah. But yet, so you just need a drink of water. But yet, while he was hot, while he was hot, who put fuel to the fire to let this guy even get hotter and give him more clout? All these blog sites. All these motherfuckers knowing he was heading down a destructive path, but y'all still gave him a platform to do his destructive business. And yes, y'all just gonna say, you know, we just wanted to hear his side. No, you guys wanted views. You guys don't give a fuck about what he, what was gonna happen to him at the end of the, at the end of the day. Y'all came and got your little two, three million views for having him on your show, talking all that shit. Y'all know which block sites and which radios and all this stuff I'm talking about. Y'all seen him on these on these things having a jolly good time and they laughing with him and endorsing him. And then y'all wait for him to like go down the fucking the hole of self-destruction to now say, oh, we told him. Well, if you told him for one, you should have silenced him and not put him on your fucking shows. If you knew it was a negative thing for the culture, you just say, you know what? We appreciate what you're doing. Keep doing you, but we're not gonna have you on our platform to continue this destructive path and you know they didn't do that they all worked with him everybody worked with him knowing he could have been potentially been you know an informer not credible blah 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 whatever the case may be and then you got like and i mentioned one of the one of one of you know the thorough dudes from new york 50 he worked with him too like y'all didn't see this shit coming like that was a questionable thing like all you dudes that wouldn't work with fucking... It just confuses me. All you dudes that wouldn't work with, like, certain artists in your own city that have, like, credibility, y'all jumped on this nigga's way for a fucking bag. For popularity, for money. And this is what I hate about hip-hop. This is why I stopped following... This Honestly, this is why I stopped having favorite artists anymore, to be honest. Okay, I lie. I had favorite artists. But this is why I stopped idolizing artists. Let me let me rephrase that. I stopped idolizing art idolizing artists. When I was younger, I looked up to a lot of artists, wanted to be like these artists. Even when I was rapping, I was like, yeah, I wanna be like this artist and emulated some of my some of my tactics and my business, you know, module after some artists. But then I started noticing a lot of artists would backtrack on, on all this thorough business they talk about. Ah, it's just for, you know, it's just for the cameras or, you know, the movies do it. Why can't we talk about Why can't we do it? Like, so I've always looked at it and say, yo, all the shit that you niggas talk about on record is all fake anyways. So why am I as a fucking fan trying to emulate that? And then when I, if I get myself jammed up, and I think that's what Takashi did. He followed all of these niggas thinking I could talk my shit. Ain't nothing going to happen. I don't go to jail, blah, blah. It's all entertainment, right? No. 
All these niggas that talk that shit ain't doing none of that shit. None of that shit. And if they are, then chances are they're in the same snitch nine boat, yo. But I was just disappointed that all these blogs and radio stations had him on there to promote his shit. But yeah, y'all want to cancel and silence certain artists who speak the real. But you guys had this guy on to do all the bullshit so you guys can get your ratings. Like, it's fucking bullshit, yo. This whole bag chasing in the hip-hop culture is fucking sickening. Fucking sickening. I don't know, man. Let me know what y'all think. Takashi Snitch 9. That's my vent, and I'm still stuck on a fucking highway. It's 647. I'm still stuck on the damn highway. Remember, I started this around 623. 647. I'm still on the damn highway. I'm heated, man. Anyways, I'm out. Make sure you follow on all major platforms. It's Tebow Vision. Subscribe to the podcast right here. Spotify, iTunes. It's, a, it's just search it. It's everywhere. I'm out. I'm done, man. I got to get to my destination. Peace.